Philly Sports, Love and Pain. I'm Dave. That's Kenny. Yo. And uh, and we have another nice, awesome, horrendous L in the books for for the birds. Run the fucking ball. <laughs> did you hear did you hear the chants in uh in like the fourth quarter? Run the ball, run the ball. That's that's absolutely insane to me, honestly. Well, it's not insane to me when you when you look at like what they did last week, you know, and then uh what they did this week, you know, uh, is it really a surprise? I thought it would be a no-brainer that we would come out and run that ball 25 times easily. Not saying Sanders gets all 25 of them rushes, but he should have been he had 7 for 13 yards, 1.9 average. Longest was 5. I mean, that's embarrassing. It's brutal. Seriously. It's brutal. Honestly, it's 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 gross. <laughs> it's what does he think what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> and I love how he, I love how last week he sat there and said, "Well, you know, those are those RPOs are designed runs." No, they're not. Not one of them is designed run because he doesn't he doesn't do anything but panic and then run outside. You know what I mean? I'm not buying that design run. I'm not buying it that oh well when we call the play, it's like it, it could be a run, so we count that as a run. Get the fuck out of here. It's not a yeah, run. No. It's not Listen, a run. Line up, line up in the eye and smash that ball through the middle. You can't now, I did see a video. I saw a video on Twitter. Where Miles Sanders had a wide open hole and he just did I not saw, decide. I saw the same video. I saw the same video. I think people are a little overreacting on this video. One one well, play. I mean, hey, reel, reel me in. Okay. Well listen. It's one play. Show me show me ten True. plays where how many how many plays does how many overthrows does Jalen Hurts have? How many underthrows does Jalen Hurts have? Uh, Okay. All right. Well, check what you're saying here. There's not been one overthrow. <laughs> yes, there was. There was one. There was one on Sunday. He overthrew fucking Ertz in the end zone. Oh, great! Fantastic in the end zone. In the end zone. Yeah. So you know, I guess seamless transition. Let's talk. Let's get into Hertz because, I mean, listen, man, Hertz. Hertz actually had a, a good. I can't. I don't know if I could say good, but. You know, he, they didn't win, so can you ever say good? But he was much improved. The game plan was improved. Like, <clears throat> I was on board with what they were doing. They were moving the ball with Hurts, with, with the passing game, and, you know, he looked pretty good. He wasn't flawless, but you don't, like you've said before, you don't have to be flawless. Nah, you just need decent QB play. He gave you, he gave you enough to win that game. I mean, you can't really fault the offense there at all. Um, my problem, it's just that decision. You have to decide. Like, if the play call, if the play call is for you to run it or a screenplay, and you have Dillard, I mean, who got nailed what three or four times for illegal man down downfield, illegal formation, whatever you want to fucking call it, you have to make a decision to put your lineman in a, in a, in a, in a spot to succeed, you know? So make a decision and, and do it quickly. He, I mean, it looks like Diller had a bad game, but he actually didn't. If you really look at the number, like if you look at those specific plays, 
he was all over the place, you know, when Hertz was supposed to do the other thing. Right. And this is, and this is something that comes of, this is a product of, you know, a quarterback like Hertz that can deck that's mobile. He can get around, he can make shit happen, but he can also generate holding penalties and illegal man downfield penalties. And that's what comes with a mobile quarterback and, you know, quite honestly, an offensive line that is literally patchworked already at this point. We're down four guys now. And, you know, now we're down 80% of our starting offensive line. Which, I mean, what the hell is going on? I don't, I don't know what to say. Where I mean, look, I hope me. I hope some hopefully something really serious isn't like happening with like Lane Johnson's like family or whatever because it's very cryptic and it's very like hush hush. They're not talking about it. They're not giving any details. It's not COVID. Oh, it's not COVID because they'd have to say it. So like it's just hopefully nothing's like really wrong. You know, like you hope that everything's okay on that regard. But it just it just sucks the uncertainty. It, there, it, it, we can't go a week without like something fucking weird happening with this team. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like we talked about, man, you, you, you sell your soul to the devil to win the Super Bowl, and he is cashing in those checks every, every week. It seems like he's like, Oh, you like your own line? Not today, bitch. It's just, <laughs> it's every week. And it's, I mean, it's getting exhausting talking about because I don't know. Maybe can we get like three or four weeks where we don't have to talk about O line at all? And again, I think they did. I think they did good. I mean, I I had no real complaints with the O line. They were, but you know, again, we know the Chiefs' defense really isn't that great either. You know, right? So coming into the game, you know, the Chiefs' defense was like worse than Atlanta's defense. So you know, again, here we are again with a oh look at this successful game plan that we had from the coach and look at this, you know, look at Hertz. He's sixty six percent completions. He threw for three hundred and eighty seven yards. Devontae Smith had his first hundred yard uh receiving game. You know, all those things are positive because they have they happened. And, you know, they have to happen in order for things to get better. But we need to see them play against a decent fucking football team and do something like this. Well, I mean, you're going to have it next week, right? Panthers are a decent football team. I thought, I thought that game, I, I mean, I didn't watch all of it, obviously, but with the Panthers Cowboys, excuse me, but it looked like the Panthers were doing some weird shit, like throughout that game. Like it didn't look like their normal, you know, from this year, at least. You know, when Sam Darnold's leading the league in rushing touchdowns, I'm a little worried about that. So we'll <laughs> see. I mean, I don't know what team we're going to get with the Panthers, but I think they're a good team. Yeah, well, the Panthers are all crossed up and fucked up right now because they don't have um, Christian McCaffrey. So that completely changed their entire like landscape, and uh, that's why I bet on Dallas last week. <laughs> Just saying, I'm just saying. Uh, no, no, I'm just messing with you. But I, it's just, you know, I mean, they I listen. Know, they just, had a lot. The, the 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 passing game was uh, fine, and no 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 complaints from the passing game. The rushing game still weak and hardly existent. I mean, they ran the ball. They gave three to Gainwell. They gave seven to Sanders, and you know. 
I, it's not enough. It's not enough to me. I, you can't you can't go through a game and you know and 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 not run the ball that much. I mean, I get the RPO f- philosophy, and I think we're kind of we're going to be just talking to the wall on this because he's not going to change it. He, he likes RPOs. He counts them as runs. So if he calls thirty RPOs in a game, he thinks he ran the ball thirty times. Hey, it doesn't show up on the stat sheet as that, so therefore it didn't happen. That's what I'm saying. I, it's just, listen, you cannot throw the ball 50 times, well, 48, but I'm rounding that up. You can't throw the ball 50 times with Hurts. You just, just you can't. And I'm not saying Hurts had a bad game. I get it. There's there. It was way more encouraging than what we saw in Dallas, but. He can't do it. He just, he can't throw it 50 times. Just run the ball, run the fucking ball. It's all I'm asking. It just takes some, it just takes some of the weight off of Hertz. Like we don't need Hertz to be, you know, the greatest of all time, you know, in his eighth, ninth, 10th game. Like we don't need that. We, we need a guy who can come out and throw the ball 35 times and not fucking throw any interceptions. That's what we need. Yeah, no, I mean, I hear you. I, I just, and I think we have that. I think he, I think he can do that. I mean, do you? Well, I mean, he doesn't have that many interceptions yet this year. Yeah, I hear you on that. I mean, he's not, he is kind of careless with the ball, but no one's been able to cash in on that. Right. Basically. So, I mean, eventually that's all going to kind of, it's going to eventually come to a head. Right. And I'm not sitting here saying that, like, you know, bench him, put Joe Flacco in. no one, no one here is saying that. I'm just saying for your quarterback to be successful with what this team is, you've got to run it more than, you know, they ran it once with Rager. So that's eight. 11 attempts with your running backs and a wide receiver. You can't, you can't win games like that, man, especially against a defense that is bottom of the league right now, which we're not used to seeing from Kansas city, but this is where we're at. You know? Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta test that defense. You gotta, they're weak. You gotta, you gotta at least try to poke holes in it. Like obviously everybody in the world coming into this game thought that the Eagles were going to run the ball a bunch because of everything that happened last week. So, Maybe he went contrarian, like to maybe to start the game. I could understand that, like first and second quarter, you don't run the ball because everybody's expecting you to fucking run the ball. Fine, but then make an adjustment, dude, and come out in the in the second half and run the ball. Nah, we're good. We're gonna just keep with the RPO deal. You know, that's fine. We'll just throw the ball more. The Chiefs that rushed the Eagles for a hundred yards. Just outworked. <laughs> Just, I mean, they ran the ball 24 times within just their running backs. And then, you know, the other guys filled out, you know, the rest to 32. But it's just, it's not rocket science to win in, in the NFL. It's, you know, go figure. I'm saying that from behind the computer screen. But <laughs> it's, it's run the ball and take the load off your quarterback that's, you know, listen, he's not bad. He's just not great. So do what's good for him and, you know, 
let's run the ball a little bit more. I, I feel like this is going to be a, a common theme of this pot. We might as well just change the name of the podcast to run, run the, the ball. ball. <laughs> <laughs> RPOs don't count, Nick. <laughs> that's that's what maybe that's what the podcast should be called. RPOs don't count. Uh, uh, it's just I'm so it's what is it, week five. We're going into week five. This is week four. I'm already just so fucking exhausted from watching the Eagles. I just I like I was I was doing the prep like the prep for the show, and I'm like I'm thinking about like uh, everything that has happened so far, and I'm like, how many games have they played? I was like, I feel like they yeah. played fucking twelve games, dude. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a long ass it's been a long ass season already, and we're fucking four games into it. I, I watched this whole game and I, I found myself like going into the four o'clock games. Like what the, uh, what the hell, <laughs> what did I watch? I, and, and it was an exciting game. If you love offense, I mean, that was a fun game to watch. You know, I wish we wouldn't, I guess, how do you sell this right to sit here and be like, well, you can't kick field goals against Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs, right? You can't, you got to go for every fourth down in the red zone. You got to, well, like, He's yeah. going to either get slaughtered for not doing it or he's going to get slaughtered for doing it. So there's no way to win that. Yeah. But personally, I think when you, you, you can't, you can't settle, you know, and I guess maybe if you had like a Justin Herbert, then you don't. Right. And, and they, they showed you how to beat them, you know? Yeah, so I 100%. think if you have a quarterback like Justin Herbert, maybe you do, you know I mean? You don't have to rely on your kicker in that stance and you just, you know, you go out and you, you're, you fucking go for it on fourth down because you know that you're going to have a shot. If you put Hertz out there on the goal line, well, not even the goal line, let's just call it within the red zone. We'll call it the red zone. If you put him out there, I don't even think you got a 20% chance of completing for a touchdown inside the red zone. Doesn't matter from 20 to the goal line with him under center. It's just, I don't think you have as good of a chance as if you have a quarterback that can do it right. So that's kind of where my, that's kind of where I feel about that. Like I'm, I'm kind of stuck in a rock and a hard spot with that field goal kick. Cause I've, I've been hearing it everywhere. Um, well, not- well, well, the one, the one was egregious. The one field goal was egregious because they're out on the field and they're going to go for it. And then they get a, the worst delay game penalty fucking ever. Jalen hurts is yelling for them to snap the ball. They don't snap the ball. And then, and then they get to delay a game and then they send the field goal unit out. No, no, no. It happened the other way. Didn't it? I don't think so. Let's I, look. I mean, unless I'm talking about something different and this was, this was the moment that I knew this game was over. <laughs> <laughs> they, they went out there. It's when Joe texted us. So they went out there and they were going to go for it on fourth and three or whatever. And they couldn't snap the ball, so he called a timeout. And then the announcers were like, "Well, why didn't they just take the penalty? It's already a chip shot." So if I think it was going into the east end of the end zone, but regardless, I think I think that's the same play. I think we're just crossing wires here a little bit. Yeah, I think you might be right. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to look through the like. There's just so much. There's so much. <laughs> there's just so much trashy stuff that happened that. Like that is, that is it. So they didn't take the, I'm sorry. I, I misspoke. I said they took the delay a game, but they didn't take the delay a game. Yeah. They should have, <laughs> they got a timeout. So if you're, if you're on the field, okay, it's, it's fourth down. 
you're on the field. You're trying to get the, to snap the ball. You call timeout. He doesn't snap it. Then all of a sudden you're like, you know what? We're not going to go for that. We're going to kick the field goal. Why? Yeah. I mean, and now you have, what do you have? Like 30, 30 seconds to actually come out maybe with a plan. Maybe, maybe have Greg Ward in there to throw it into the end zone. <laughs> I don't know. That's what works. So it's just, and that's where you're talking about. Like he's going to get out coached every week. Who's, who's a worse coach than Nick Sirianni. And, and again, I'm not bashing the man. It's it's experience. It's just he's not. It's not that I don't think he's ready. He's just not there yet. Like he's gonna get yeah. it. I I have confidence. Like if you look at any first year head coach, it's very rare that they're gonna have success. Andy Reid was five and eleven. Um, you know, and that list is gonna go on. Besides, like Urban Meyer, who's like gonna be fucking terrible. Ooh, well, let's and, not let's not go down. Let's not go down Urban Meyer Avenue. Well, I just want to say one thing. Have you ever heard of a head coach not going home with their team? That's weird. He didn't go home with his team because I heard, I heard, I heard the press conference. He didn't go home with his team because they were in the town uh, with their, his grandkids lived there in that town or around that town. And then that's why he didn't go home with the team. Hey, guess what? You're an NFL <laughs> coach, buddy. You got to go home with your team. I don't care. Anyway, tangent, getting me off focus. Yeah. Um, it. So I think he's going to figure it out. But right now, if you look at their schedule, maybe, maybe the worst coach who I just personally hate is Joe judge. So maybe he's worse than Nick Sirianni, but he's got a year of experience already. So like, he's already, uh, you know, a leg up on him. He's going to be out coached every game. And that's going to be, that's going to be a problem, you know, for right now. And he just makes little, he makes he makes plays that like a 12 year old on Madden wouldn't be like that error. Like <laughs> no way that would happen. Right. So it kind of, <laughs> I, I guess it, it's just always going to be something that's going to crutch them. And you got out, you know, you got to figure out how to win the game. If that's going to be the case, you know, I mean, how bad is Atlanta? I mean, I feel like every week on the podcast, we're talking about how, how bad is Atlanta? They just keep getting worse and worse. (laughs) (laughs) They lost to um, Washington on a last minute dump off. Yeah. They're, they're a bad team and they just, and the coach is way over his head, obviously. So there one coach might be worse than Nick Sirianni and it's Arthur Smith. So Sirianni's going to hold you down. I mean, something else that's going to really hold them down this year and maybe next year too is just the straight up the talent that we have on this team. I mean, for for us to be wheeling out Ortega Whiteside as our third wide receiver or fourth wide receiver, depending on whether or not they need him to fucking block, which is... I mean, if they're running an RPO, <laughs> which is incredible. Like that's what his, that's what his job is. Now his job is to come in when they're running an RPO and block. How many, how many, how many fit roles of film do you think it's going to take before everyone in the NFL fucking knows that? <laughs> it's just going to be like when Greg Ward came in to throw that pass. You know what I mean? The same they're, thing. They're know. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. It's, it's predictable. I, I mean, <laughs> I hope he's thinking about it. I mean, I listen, the dude gets paid millions to think about football. So I'm sure he's thinking about it, but I just, you know, I don't I, think it's, I don't think it's like a, it's like a lack of energy or passion for football. No, it's I just, definitely not that. Yeah. Like it's a lack of talent. Maybe you should beef up and become a tight end. 
Oh, you're talking about Whiteside? I don't know. Maybe it is that. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Sirianni. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a passion advisor, buddy. All right. He, he does. He does. Yeah. No, so he's gonna, you know he's gonna be fine. And anyone that's like, oh, they should fire that doofus. Like, they, you can't, come on. We're better than that. You well, can't. You I can't just. You can't just keep firing guys. Like I, I, I get yeah. it. Like when you're ready to move on and like shit runs its course and you're ready to move on, fine. But this guy's. This guy. <laughs> this guy's just. This is first time ever coaching a team. Like what? You can't expect. Yeah, you can't expect gold from the guy. Just like let's give him a minute, but. You can't. He also can't be an idiot. So like, he's got to just play the middle. That's all. Yeah, I mean, he's got to he's got to show growth, and I think he has. Right. I I don't see anything that says, oh, he's just not getting it. Like maybe the running. I, but maybe you know he's he lives in his brain, and he says that the RPO is part of his run, and he counts that even if it's not part of the stat sheet. So I guess maybe he is running it. 25 times in his brain. I, I I don't fucking know. Yeah. So, you know, Hertz Hertz played well, you know, Sirianni, he had, he was okay. You know, he wasn't awful, but he still didn't run the ball enough in my opinion. And most people's opinions, I think in Philadelphia, um, you know, Sanders, he had that like one play, like that you just mentioned that he, where he missed the hole, you know, on the right side, he had a chance to b- bounce it outside to the right, and he he chose to run into a guy head on. Uh, you know, so that was that was a little weird. Maybe there's something more to that. Maybe the, some of the coaches are seeing that he doesn't have like field vision, and maybe that's why he's not getting as many uh, carries. I don't know, but I, I really don't care because he's the he's the running back on the team, and you you give the you give the you give the ball to the running back that you have. Yeah, I mean, listen, they they picked him in the second round. They they know what he has. He has something, and if he's not seeing the holes, then let's coach him up and let him, you know, make him see the holes. You know. Well, so it's, speaking of speaking of coaching up, you know, there was a huge play that happened in this game that was really bad, um, where you know where JJ got or Thigel Whiteside got called or, or on a ridiculous pick play. That's coaching. You he he has to know how to run a pick. My my favorite thing, like, and it's only when you you know your team's playing. It's like that's not a fucking pick, man. That's that's yeah. a bullshit call. And then yeah. like the slow motion and the replay comes out. I'm like, God damn, that's <laughs> definitely a fucking penalty. I, it's my it's my favorite thing about watching football. It's like no, and then it's like immediately instant regret, and you're like. Come on, you gotta know. Yeah, like in real time, you're like, "There's no way that was a fucking penalty. It's fucking bullshit." Then, like two minutes later, you're like, "Oh, okay, fuck." Yeah, that was bad. But yeah, I mean, that was that was horrendous. That pick. Um, we'll talk about missed opportunities later because I have a whole category about it. But it was nice to see. It was nice to see the tight ends. Uh, getting much more involved in this game this weekend, dude. I loved it. I needed yeah. it. I needed to see. Is it because 86. we like the Big Ten? <laughs> like I'm it, trying I to mean, figure it, out. Like, does the normal person like tight ends? No, nah, I just think it's a. I think it's always been like a fun position. Like, it's like, am I going to catch the ball? Am I going to block? Am I going to? You know what I mean? Like, what am I doing today? <laughs> you know, and and tight ends are. 
tight ends nowadays are way more like elite. You know what I mean? They they do everything. Like look at Kittle. Look at. I mean, I even I think Goddard can be elite. I, I you know the first couple of weeks they just didn't get him the ball, but he's been. I mean, he's been showing up. I mean, he's he's getting was this number 56, 50, you know, at least 50 yards last two, three games. Right. Yeah. And the, and yo, he made a couple moves in that game where I was like, damn, he's got some, he's got some like power. Like he like one arm stiff, like swung a dude off him. Like he, he was making some Kelsey style plays. Like, like he was looking like a legit tight end. The only thing is, is like, are they going to, He's going to demand money this offseason, right? So yep. is he, when you look at him, is he a top top eight tight end in the league? We're going to know. I would, I would We're going to find out. Might be yeah, no, definitely. And and Ertz looked good. It, it felt good to see him running around again and catching balls and, and doing what Ertz has done for how many years now. I mean, that, that felt good. I mean, he got the tight ends involved, and he, and he it was promising. It's just... If we can just get the running backs involved, maybe we'll find some, you know, some can, you know, I don't know, some gel or something to get this thing going. Cause I mean, the line, the line's decimated. We know that, but they play well. I mean, I don't blame any of this on the line at all. Yeah. I'm, I feel like it, it should be easier for the line to run block than, you know, passing scheme block. It, it has to be, right? So, you know, I think. I think that they thought a lot about the RPO and, and, you know, maybe, uh, maybe that's just what it is, but you know, it's nice to see the tight ends involved, dude. And Ertz, I mean, Ertz was second on the team in targets um, next to Gainwell. Actually, they both had eight targets and f- number one was Smith with 10, 10 targets, seven catches, 122 yards. That's a awesome, awesome game by Devante. But, there's again, we have another coaching situation, I guess, I guess where, oh. where our wide receiver runs out of bounds on that's, a touchdown. That's terrible, Dave. I mean, that's especially maybe if it didn't happen last week, you know what I mean? Last week, like how does it happen back to back weeks? But that's, that's, that's embarrassing. To have that happen back to back weeks, back to back weeks. And I'll tell you what, I I never even, I never even thought about, I never thought about it in my life. And now here I am two weeks in a row going like, what, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) uh, It sucks. Like he had a great game. He's a rookie. You know, you, you don't need to be a veteran to know that you need to stay in bounds. He didn't run out of bounds on purpose, but you know, uh, it just it it can't happen, and it's the same thing with all these fucking penalties. They can't happen. You can't keep you can't keep letting these penalties happen. And when I hear Sirianni talk about how he handles penalties or how they talk about penalties, he's like, "Well, yeah, the the conversation t- uh, this weekend was, or today was like, you know, much more aggressive. We had a much more aggressive conversation about, you know, th- that we can't take these penalties anymore." And it's like, "Well, what do you do in practice when a guy gets a penalty?" He's like, "Well, I don't do really anything. We don't we don't want to take <laughs> we don't want to take them out because it's a wasted rep. We need every rep that we can get." Okay. So no. so there's so you're not you're not penalizing them at all in practice when they, when they have a penalty. (laughs) 
That's just like letting that's like <laughs> that's letting a kid in school just like take a bunch of permanent markers and and rub them all over your face and then go like, oh, this is cute. Don't worry about it. We don't we don't want them to get pulled out of class because it's so valuable. Like, oh, oh it's, my god, it's terrible. Like you got to coach yeah. the guys. You got to coach them, and that and that is on him. the The penalties are not a hundred percent on the coach, but they are they are a part of coaching. And you gotta you gotta coach these guys. You gotta coach you them. Gotta, you gotta lead them. You have to clean it up. You have to. You can't. You can't just be. <laughs> Do we know how many penalties they had this week, Fry? Yeah, I was looking at it. I think it. I think it was like nine or something. Nine. Um, but you know, again, like they're <laughs> they're yeah, nine penalties for forty nine yards, and they were so they were and they were minus three on penalty yards, which he you know, it's he not did. even that like it's not even the yards, right? Like forty nine yards, whatever. They are just no, it's always the timing. so unfine. always always yeah. bad. Always. There's all I think all those Dillard calls were like on third down. Yeah, one of them was a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah. And then, so now we're moving on into like the missed opportunities on offense. Like I'm pretty sure they missed out on six touchdowns, uh, um, either, either because of a bad throw or, um, because of penalties. And that's when you play a team, when you play a team like, like the chiefs and you have an opportunity to, actually beat them, which is fucking ridiculous. You you can't you can't fuck it up this bad. And there was a there was a really big play in, in the fourth quarter that happened that I that I had to note. It was the fourth quarter and I, I know I know when you look back at games you're like, well if one if this would have happened then maybe this would have happened. Like I get it. Like I, I know it's bullshit argument sometimes, but this this one really was I feel like the like the like the straw that broke them. This was the fourth quarter. There's just less than 10 minutes left. It's Chiefs have the ball, and it's third and six. The score was 28-23, Chiefs. Third and six. Sweat ridiculously, <sighs> ridiculously jumps off sides again because he did it earlier. He Now he does it again and sets up in a simple third and one smoke screen to Hill where they just immediately – move the change and then and then subsequently immediately score a, a, another fucking touchdown on that drive. You if you get pressure on and they were and they were bringing pressure. They were bringing it cuz you could see the play. It, it it played itself out. If you get Mahomes there on that third and 6, it's 28 to 3 in the fourth in the fourth quarter and you get the ball back and you actually have a chance to like maybe take a lead and actually be in the game in the fourth quarter instead it completely goes the opposite way and it fucking it was it was the last dagger in the back oh absolutely and again it goes back to coaching what <laughs> these guys are just it's it's like they're just running around and they run the circus what's that saying can't <laughs> yeah, i'm yeah. going to butcher it <laughs> 
but I want to say let the freaks yeah, run yeah. the freaking circus. Buddy. Yeah, right. You know, it's, it's insane to me. Like, does anyone have control? Like, I would love, I would love to know how those team meetings go. You know what I mean? You know, like Doug Peterson used to be. All right, let's get you some ice cream. You know what I mean? <laughs> I bet you Sirianni's like, all right, guys, uh, this was a tough week. Uh, okay, good practice. See you tomorrow. That's what I feel like exactly happens in practice. Like, you just. Uh, it's come on, strap on your big boy pants and make some fucking ripples. You're not out here making friends, buddy. Let's go. I, I'm telling you, the, like that that play was was the play of the game. That oh, that, that absolutely, yeah, and absolutely, I, you I just mean, can't changed, do it. That changed everything. You stop them there. You're you're in a position to get the ball. Maybe we see a punter. Uh, maybe that would be cool. Oh, we so see one punter. So I wanted to give you my condolences. I actually wrote in my notes. I said. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Kenny. I'm I'm very sorry for your loss this weekend. Um, you know, you did not get to revel in literally any punts from your boy from your boy Cipas or from the punter on Kansas City. There was literally no punts in the entire game. Did you hear what the special teams coach said <laughs> about what? He was like, I, I don't think he's like no punts. I don't think I've ever been a part of a game with no punts. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, oh my God! That's that's fucking great. Thanks. How about you, fucking coach him? Yeah, thanks for the soundbite, oh. pal. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, so we're imagine so. Had, go ahead. Imagine if you had like a bet, like one punt return, <laughs> <laughs> like minus minus two fifty, you know, and like, yeah. and here it is, and you're like, how did I lose that bet? <laughs> it's gotta be. It's gotta be more. It's gotta be more than minus two fifty. It'd probably be worse. Yeah. Probably like minus seven fifty. Yeah, that's a that's a horrible loss, honestly. So yeah, I mean the defense since we've kind of turned the turned the corner on that. I mean, Ooh. oh my god! Like, I I I said something a couple weeks ago. I don't know when it was. Maybe it was a week ago, two weeks. I don't know. But I said that the defense was going to keep them in games. Uh, I'm take it back. Uh, I was wrong. I think. It's, where's where's Cox been? Oh man, I know, and I like. This is a hard one, dude. Because. Oh yeah, go ahead. You got your Philly cloak on. I did. I like him. I do. I, I know like him. This is what happens in Philadelphia with any sport, time and time and time again. A, a dude that's been here for a while. Everyone's just like, well, he gets a pass. He gets a he gets a pass. I know, dude. Listen, and I I watched this, and I, you watch him, and he's just not the same. He's not. It feels like he's not engaged, and I feel. And I don't know if if losing Graham has anything to do with that. It seems odd that you wouldn't. I'm not even, I don't even, I don't have an answer for you. I just, I know. he's not, he's not, his name's not being said. What's his stat line this week? Did he do anything? No. Was he a Ryan Kerrigan? He was a Kerrigan. And by the way, Kerrigan, Kerrigan again, no stats. 35, right? No stats. I think Kerrigan played 35 snaps and had, you know, again, zero. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would like to... <laughs> I would like a. I would like to welcome uh, um, Slay to Philadelphia media and sports because he was getting spit roasted on Twitter, and I I don't actually think it's 
I don't think it's his fault at all. I think he's he's doing exactly what he needs to do. Um, he's listen. He's not not a guy that's gonna. He's not a corner that's gonna come up and and make the big time tackles. You know what I mean? He's a coverage corner, and I, I mean, what he said is 100 percent accurate. He's only given up two in ten in almost ten years, only 200 yard wide receivers. And I'd like to. Actually, I'm going to look into that, and I want to know who that was. It's probably some, you know, I mean, it's probably like Michael <laughs> Thomas or something. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but you I, know who else bothered me. <laughs> well, I had two bothers, but Derek Barnett's a fucking idiot. I can't stand him. He's 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 very quickly rolling up my uh, hate list. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's it's that's a failed project. It's time to cut bait. It really is. Yeah. Well, well, here's the thing. Here's the other thing that really sucks. This team is clearly missing Brandon Graham, and yeah, the the guy, the um, Gannon's got him in different schemes. Like they're not running four three all the time. Sometimes they're running three four, which then you have you have Fletcher Cox essentially playing a defensive end type position, and dude, he's not. He he's just like he basically when they. I I noticed when I, when they when they do the three four scheme, uh, which by the way to play three four you gotta have good linebackers, dude. What are they? What what the fuck? Hey, uh, Jalen Smith just got released today, out of the blue. They still owe him seventeen million dollars. Oh so my I god! Believe, I have to believe that something massive or bad is happening. Oh. You know, with that case, probably some. Unfortunately, some sexual, you know, abuse or something because he's yeah. he. This is not his first rodeo. But if it's just they wanted to cut him because his attitude is shitty, bring him on over because <laughs> we got tons of room for that. Yeah, if, that, if that's what if that's the reason, then yeah, you know, hey, let's work on it. And then Rodney McLeod, who I you know, it's another one of them guys that I I truly do love, but. You could tell he that was his first game of the season because he was rusty. He looked bad. Yeah, and I, he'll figure it out. I'm not too worried about him. But yeah, like the was, whole slate, the whole slate thing though, just to kind of like put a bow on all this, like the whole slate thing. Like, I don't understand why people care so much about these guys' interactions with other people. Like, if it weren't for Twitter, you know, like. I don't know. You see players like hug each other after the game. Like we could get murdered on the field. And then like, you know, these guys see each other after the game and they're like, you're like yucking it up and giving hugs and stuff and, and laughing. Like they're, they're human beings. Like I, <laughs> I hate it to a point, but at the same time, like who fucking cares? Who fucking cares? You've never had a friend you haven't seen in a while. You've yeah, never had yeah. a college roomie at a college friend, uh, anyone you fucking used to play with. I hate, you know, say, I hate to say it, but you know, the types of people that are calling this stuff out on Twitter. Yeah. No, I know. I'm not. It's, and it's the same shit. Yes, it is the it, same it, shit. It's the same shit. They'll, they'll find anyone they can fucking pick apart and make a fucking villain. And you know, it's, it's ridiculous. And yeah. it's, I'm starting, I'm starting to get to a point where I'm just like, do I even want to root anymore for, for Philadelphia? Like I, I, and not even just saying like, I'm going to go, Oh, I'm a fucking, you know, I'm a chiefs fan now. I'm like, am I done with sports? Because I can't, I can't do it. I I can't, it's, it's exhausting. Like looking at this stuff. And I mean, 
I'm on Twitter more than anyone probably should be, but I fucking hate that app. <laughs> it, it's so bad. It, it really is. I mean, I like it because you get a lot of, like I knew about the Jalen, you know, the Jalen right. Smith thing, right? Right. But I love it for that kind of stuff. But the inter- if I was a player and if I was like a, a slay player, I wouldn't even, please, no one could touch me. Now, Rager, him turning off his comments is laugh out loud funny, though. It is really funny. Yeah, Jalen Rager like, turned off his comments on all of his new uh, his new posts on Twitter. So if you want to talk shit on him, you got to go. You got to scroll down in the timeline, and then you can talk shit on an old post. But you can't talk. Or shit Or you on can a DM him, thing. and then he wants that Addy. Yeah, give me that Addy. Yeah, but uh, you're. I mean, you're not wrong. Twitter is a cesspool, dude. <laughs> I find myself jumping in that bitch every day, though. Same here, dude. Same here. Ah, it's terrible. But you know what? We uh, the, the Eagles uh, they save face. I mean, they they showed up. They didn't get they didn't get extremely killed. I mean, it's the Chiefs, I, and the Chiefs aren't what they used to be. But it's still the Chiefs, man. And that offense is ridiculous. Mahomes oh. is, Mahomes is stu- <laughs> stupid good. And hey, if Chiefs have Mahomes, they're in every single game. They're they're potentially in the AFC Championship Super Bowl conversation for the next five, six years. I mean, he's that good. He can carry a team. They they surprised me. And honestly, I woke up and I was like, they lost. And I kind of feel like they they should have lost. And I knew they were gonna lose, and I was okay with it. I was like, you know, when they lost to the Cowboys, it literally, and this is insane to say, and I know it's sports and I envy <laughs> any man or woman that wakes up and goes, Oh, the fucking Eagles played yesterday. It it ruined my week. I was so like, I don't like to use the word depressed. I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's a whole different battle, but I was sad, man. That was embarrassing. And that's, I think that was the biggest thing. So it felt good to see them bounce back in that sense. Like coaching went from a negative four to a four. So that was exciting. They they played well enough to win that game, and if some things go your way, I think you could have won that game. Like you said, like if Josh Sweat didn't line up offsides, and they're like, oh, he's just <laughs> he's count he's he's, uh, he's anticipating the snap count. Stop anticipating. Yeah, uh, there's a difference between anticipating the snap count and not giving a fuck about the snap count. And on third and six against Mahomes, if you rush him out the pocket too soon, like if you get there too early, yep. then you're just you're asking for them to get the first down with ease. So maybe just wait till your whole team, you know, the ball snaps and then everyone's like <laughs> kind of doing their thing. You don't have to be the big bad predator. You know, oh wait, getting... you, oh wait, you should watch the ball. Yeah, <laughs> huh. I mean that that might fucking help. I don't know. Oh wow, wild. So. So we look on, we move on to the, to the, uh, next week. They have the Carolina Panthers. They're going to Carolina, um, Carolina tough opened. Place. Yeah. Tough place to play hundred percent. Um, Carolina opened up as a four point favorites. I think right now it's sitting at uh, Carolina minus three and a half, um, you know, minus three and a half this Vegas. And I agree. This is a, this is a gettable, this is a gettable game. Um, wow. But you know what? I think we, you know what? You know what's happening to me right now? Not right now, but like this is what's happening now to me. Like I'm finding myself almost thinking about them, me not wanting them to win. Oh, 
Hey, if every <laughs> uh, last uh, week I said this, and I feel like as we keep going down the list, it gets more credible, right? Because now we're like in week four, right? They have three top ten picks right now. <laughs> I know, dude. And <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be in week five. Like we're we're through week four. Yeah, so like it's it's now it's and you and you see the team and you're like, what the f-? like what's the point of like really want like I it's hard because you want them to go out there and like you know execute but I honestly feel like the uh, the way that our defense is playing I don't think it matters I don't think they're going to win that many games just because uh, just because of the way that defense looks right now uh well you know your boy could be a first round pick which boy Lukta Luke though he has a he has a very interesting story I caught when we were listening to the Penn State game um I mean we don't have to get we'll get into that obviously but did you know that he uh we he works go. out let's with go. Paul Drew let's go let's just keep going fuck it we're, on. Right. we're moving on he uh he works out with Paul Drew I did know he was Canadian yeah, so he's from the same Providence. Is that what they call it up there? In that uh, prov- I think it's called a province. I think <laughs> province is not proud. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, such a love hate with Canada. Every every hockey game I ever go to, it's always some fucking Canadian team, and I'm like, ah, ah the fucking the anthem is terrible. Um, <laughs> but he he because of covid and all that stuff like they couldn't travel you know what i mean back and forth and he went home to because he's originally from from there and he went to a prep school you know out in middle pennsylvania but he worked out with claude drew over the the uh the summer so i thought that was a cool little fact that is that is pretty cool honestly and uh luke the i mean he's 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 legit dude i i, I keep saying it every every week but uh my notes on on the uh penn state game are basically uh, paybacks are a bitch, motherfucker. So fuck yourself, Indiana. Um, oh, Penix. Yeah, Penix. <laughs> fuck you. Get out of here. Go, ride the pine. That's where you belong. Yeah, that other guy looked pretty good. Called this game. I called this shit last week. I called it that they were gonna show up and the, and fuck the trap. This was not a fucking trap. This was all about getting theirs because they got fucking robbed last year against Indiana. And they said, fuck you. You ain't fucking our shit up, especially here. Go fuck yourself. Oh, by the way, you're not scoring either. Yeah. I would have loved. <laughs> I no, listen, I'm nitpicking here and I have no reason to nitpick, but <laughs> 24, nothing doesn't scream amazing to me, but another touchdown really screams amazing to me. Right? Like one more touchdown would have put me, you know what I mean? I would have felt like, Ooh, the thirties. <laughs> I, I hear you. I I hear you. Too. I I I feel that too. And like, if you listen, if you look at uh, Clifford's like stat, like if you just look at the box score, like this doesn't look like an impressive win, you know. But no. anytime you shut out a team, it's impressive. And I mean, Indiana's not the class of the Big Ten, you know. But I don't I don't really care because it's a statement game. They shut them out. They they came into Beaver and they said, "Fuck you, get the fuck out of here." And take your goose egg, dude. Dotson is so good; he just gets open. I mean, he that just... catch that catch that he had in the back of the end zone was fucking oh. ridiculous. 
Oh, I just got goosebumps right now because that shit was good. That was ridiculously good. Oh, you know who else I don't like is that fucking Fry Fogel. Fry Fuck Fry Fogel. <laughs> it's a um, it's a wild right. name. Like, I don't know. A lot of people were like, like trying to act like Indiana was going to be some like elite program because they had like a decent year last year, which I always find interesting when like, hey. <sighs> I'm not slandering the Big Ten at all, right? They got four teams in the top ten. They got Michigan State sitting there at what I think twelve or eleven, eleven. Yeah, eleven. I think it was when we looked it up. So I mean, that's pretty good. It's really good. I mean, for a conference that's supposedly supposed to be pretty shitty, you know, overall, they they've got it figured out this year. It looks like Michigan's going to be a tougher task than I thought for sure. Yeah, Michigan. Michigan looks a lot better this year than they did than I was expecting them to. Um, I mean, they're still Michigan, and you expect them to be what Michigan is, right? And I guess you can look at like last year and just kind of throw that whole shit away because like COVID really wrecked that season. Yeah. Well, everyone's season. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. So, yep. And um, you I know, I mean, listen they they had a, they have a big game this weekend. It's probably it's obviously their biggest game. Um, so far this year, um, you know, they're going to Iowa. They are, they are underdogs in Iowa. They're getting two and a half. I think it's down to two already right now, but, um, it's a huge game. I mean, they're going to Iowa. Iowa's defense is one of the best in the league, um, in the country. Their I should offense, say their, their offense is not great. Okay. So this is perfect transition. And I didn't even talk to you about this, but perfect transition because, you know, this past weekend they played, um, it wasn't on the weekend. I think it was Friday night. They played, they played Maryland and I mean, they didn't really play Maryland. They just kind of like took Maryland's, uh, lunch money and then just left. Uh, is it time to talk about how the, um, the Tua family probably isn't really that great of football? Uh, you want to go down that road? <laughs> I'm just saying five picks. You know, that's not great. It's not great. He's they not were, back, and you know, to a what's his brother? I don't even know. I can't pronounce any of these fucking things. But you know what I mean. They, I'm off on a tangent, but I just don't think the hype was there. I think Dolphins kind of made a mistake there. Well, he hasn't proven he hasn't proven himself that they haven't made a mistake yet. So I mean, you can you can say that. I think you can. I think you can say that right now. But. Yeah, my my thing with Iowa, and I'm just looking at this game because I didn't feel like digging through all their fucking box scores. But if you look at this game and you look at the the possessions where they scored all these touchdowns, uh, it's 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 coming like the field positioning is is insane. You know, like they had the they had the ball at their own 41 touchdown. Then they had the ball at the Maryland 10 touchdown. Then they got the ball at the Maryland 26 touchdown. Then they got the ball at the Maryland 45 touchdown. Every time, every time they got the ball on a normal possession, they did not score a touchdown. Only one time did they score a touchdown on a regular drive. Everything else was either a punt or a field goal. So technically they scored 13 points on, on regular like regular scoring their drives w- did not consist of any, any type of drive. So I don't think this team is, is capable of 
sustaining long drives, especially against another team that has a good defense like Penn State. So I think Maryland, I think uh, Iowa's going to struggle to score this weekend. And I think Penn State's going to struggle too, but I think Penn State's going to score more than Iowa. I think um, I think Joey Porter's son is going to be really, really fucking special. He's fucking quick, dude. Yeah, it's just, it's nice. He had his first interception, <laughs> which I was kind of surprised by that, but he's quick getting around. Yeah, the field. I, I don't think you're far off with what you're saying. It's going to be, it's going to be, I hate saying that's what I'm going to say. It's going to be big 10 football, baby. <laughs> you know, it's going to be a bloodbath, yeah. but it, it it is. And I, I don't anticipate very high score. And I, I would hammer the under if I, was going to bet the game. Um, it's just, I think what comes down for Penn state is what Sean Clifford's going to show up, right? Like I'm hopeful it's the Auburn Sean Clifford. And I think he wow. might be better. And we've talked about this. He's going to be better in these big games that mean more to him in the university. And I read a quick article and it was about how like he doesn't really go out. He, you know, instead of going out and getting drunk, he's, you know, reading, you know, reading playbooks <laughs> and film and, you know, everything that I could imagine that every college uh-huh. quarterback is, you know, talked about. So I don't know how true that is, but I mean, he has steadily gotten better. I mean, and I think he shows up in bigger games than, you know, these lesser games that he thinks that he doesn't really need the ball out for. Yeah. And I, I mean, this game is going to be the uh, the biggest game that they've had this year. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be in in the nest. You know, I mean, it's not going to be in the Beaver. So uh, that's definitely going to be a factor. Uh, but it w- it will be interesting to see how they handle the adversity um, in Iowa. I mean, the crowd's going to be loud. It's not as big as Beaver Stadium, but you know, the hospital, bro. <laughs> I know they got. They got the wave, and that's gonna lift their spirit. It's every well, fucking game, it's pandering, people. It's pandering. Well, it doesn't happen until the fourth quarter. So hopefully by then they're down like thirteen, and there's no way that that Iowa offense is scoring thirteen in one quarter. I would bet that right now. <laughs> I don't care what the line is on that. I'd fucking bet that. So yeah, you know I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this actually. Michigan State plays Rutgers. Uh, Ohio State plays Maryland, which, by the way. Ohio State's gaining steam. So uh, this isn't I know, man. They are. And it's you know what it was? It was a week or two of like, hey, we have a new quarterback. We gotta figure out him. So they're gaining steam. So they're not some we're not writing them off. They're they're just as good as they've always been. They're a pain in the ass. And you know, you lose to Iowa, that's fine. It's a better loss than losing to Ohio State. So if you lose to Iowa this week, you need to beat Ohio State. I mean, that's obvious as can be, right? Oh, if you lose but, to Iowa, if you lose to Iowa, you really got to run the table. You got to beat Ohio State and you got to beat Michigan. Well, the good news is for some reason that the Big Ten decided to put Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State in one conference. And they were just like, Iowa, you want to play Nebraska and Rutgers? <laughs> I mean, that's fine. So that always infuriates me. It just doesn't make sense. But my point was that regardless of the Penn State Iowa outcome, whoever the loser is, they're not going to drop out of the top ten. You would agree with me, right? Uh, if they lose to Iowa, as long as they don't get murdered, I, even if they got well, if they got if it was like a forty-seven to 
you know, 10 loss, uh, they, that might put them like 10, 11, but if they just lose, if they just lose the game, I mean, they'll probably go down to like seven. My point is that's going to put five big 10 teams in the top 10. Yeah. Depending on what Michigan state does this weekend, they're playing rockers. Okay. And Rutgers okay. is better. Don't get me wrong, but if Michigan State's a true eleven, they'll 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 take care of Rutgers, right? Yeah, I think so. Ohio State has Maryland, and I, the only team I don't know about is who's Michigan playing. I don't I don't know actually off the top of my head who they are playing. Uh, oh, that that real tough Cornhuskers. So yeah, but why, by the way, Michigan's only favored by three and a half in that game. Yeah, I just I don't think I, I honestly don't think people believe in Michigan still. You know, <laughs> it could be that it could literally be that it could it could be sentiment. Uh, I don't I don't know, I don't know. But uh, it, it's a huge game this weekend, and I hope they show up. Uh, they are they are on um, four o'clock game. It's a four o'clock game because yeah, it's on Fox. It's like the Fox national game. I hope we get Gus Johnson. I think oh, that, I I, get- no, I think they will have Gus. Gus and Drew Brees. I think so. That's my new dream team. I love Drew Brees. <laughs> uh, dude, I like him too. I don't know why everybody hates on him so much. Because he didn't have hair and now he has hair. That's what Who the issue is. Who cares? The guy's a millionaire. Let him have fucking hair. I'd probably have hair <laughs> if I was a millionaire. Oh, easily. It would be a top priority. <laughs> I'd have a mullet. Oh, um, man. It's like, But it always makes me laugh. Like When I looked at Jason Witten doing Monday Night Football for two years, full full head of hair, and then literally in the league the next year, and he's got nothing. I know. I know. It wasn't worth the money. So, uh, yeah, there's not much else to talk about with, with uh, the Penn State. They got to they gotta take care of business. Week after week, it's just going to be the gauntlet, and they just got to they just gotta um, stand up to the test. Basically, what what Iowa relies on to score points is turnovers. So if you, if you take care of the ball and you don't turn it over, you win this game. He'll throw a pick though. I mean, it's just, He'll it's, throw, he it's, might throw one or two. I mean, that's going to happen. Hopefully not too. Listen, if they lose this game, it's not anything to worry about. It's not anything to pan. Unless you, like you said, they lose like 47 to nothing. Like then it matters. But if they lose this game in a close shootout, then I'm comfortable moving forward. And like we said, we, they just got to run the table. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's not going to be a shootout. <laughs> you know, it's going to be like yeah, a you know, 17, you know I mean. 17, 13, you know, or like oh, yeah, definitely 16, 13, some nasty score that like looks like shit. Uh, but yeah, oh, you know, uh, they're doing a share to love on FanDuel for this. Oh, Cause um they just they legalized sports betting in Iowa just recently, so they're doing it as like an Iowa promotion. Nice, and we so, can get in on that too. Yeah, so it, if you're if you live in Iowa, you can only bet on Iowa, and it pushes that line that way. And if you okay. live in Pennsylvania, you know it pushes Penn State. Yeah, line. so they but, should both hit. Oh, absolutely! It's gonna it's yeah. gonna be like one thousand and fifty points. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Nice. So there you go. FanDuel promotion. Go out there and put your put your money on FanDuel. You could probably win a free fifty bucks this weekend. Uh, no, no, no. They lowered it twenty five this 25. time. Twenty five. These cheap fuckers. Yeah. Uh, sponsor our show, and I won't call you a fucker. Um, <laughs> so we move on to the MLB, and we just have to put a wrap up on on the uh, the death of the Phillies. Um, they are finally dead. And we don't have to. Thank God. We don't have to argue about 
you know, their progress anymore until, until the spring comes around. But, you know, they, they barely finished over 500. They clearly need to focus on, you know, the farm system. The good thing about that is that they have new leadership in control of the farm system. So I hope that that helps to steer it in the right direction. But the problem is it, it takes a couple of years to get the farm system back on track. So they're going to have to go out and they're going to have to spend money and they're going to have to go over the luxury tax in order to make this team a contender. He won't do next it. Year. They're going to have to do it. Well, let me know when he does it. I'm just saying they're going to have, they have to do it. They don't have a choice. Is he, is he easily one of the worst owners in like any sport? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if he's the worst. Jer- Jerry Jones is the worst. Oh, come on. Jerry Jones would give anyone oh, a boatload of money. Oh, no, I'm not, talking to, I'm not talking about being cheap. I'm, t- I'm just talking about being the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I hope they do it. If they don't do it, then they're, then they're fucked and they're not going to be, they're going to be the same then, you know, they're not going to improve on their own. They're not like there's. It's like you always yell, say to me when I when we have an argument about the Phillies, no farm. So you know there, there's no there's not much farm right now. So there's not much to look forward to. They they need a whole new outfield besides Bryce Harper, obviously. It's fucking painful, man. It's painful to sit and watch Bryce Harper, who is like one of the greatest players in in recent times, and he's gonna just hang out on the Phillies and. Dwindle. I mean, when's he going to ask for a trade? In two years, three years? I give it one more. Like if they just have another 500 season. If they have another shitty year and he and he doesn't get injured and like that he plays all year and he's like legit lights out again over a thousand OPS and whatever. I think that off season he's going to be like, guys, what the fuck? We need to you. You either need to do X, Y, and Z. You need to get me the fuck out of here. Yeah. And you can't blame them. And then, you know, what's going to happen. Everyone's going to be like, yeah, everybody, everybody in Philly is going to turn on them and they already hate him anyway. So it doesn't fucking matter. They hate him because they ain't him. The guy, the guy goes, the guy goes one for four with two strikeouts one night and of one random Tuesday night of 162 game schedule. And, and people are like, this fucking guy gets paid fucking millions of dollars. He can't strike the fuck out. This guy fucking suck. Gets this guy the fuck out of here. Did they, did they get swept by the Braves? Fucking trash. Yeah, they did. <sighs> oh, I know. It, couldn't, even, couldn't even steal one. You son of a bitch. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. I think you got to give Joe Girardi another year. I'm not ready to pull the plug. I I think he's my favorite thing after all those years. Like any manager or any coach is like, this isn't on the team. I failed. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I'd love to see a coach that, you know what? I, I always think about this. The players need to play well in order to make money, right? So. Why can't there be a coach that's just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to throw everybody. Every, I'm going to be the fucking 100% honest with everybody. And if my players fucking suck, I'm going to go up there and I'm going to say, yeah, you know what? Bryce really fucking sucked today. And you know what? Naris needs to be better. Naris needs. He's gone, right? No, no, no. I'm just saying. I'm just like, you, I'm just using names out of. No, out of I know. Nowhere. But I think he, he's not signed through next year, right? No, he's a free agent. So he's gone. I, I I really don't understand why coaches have to play the middle anymore. 
It doesn't matter. The team can't quote-unquote quit on them because if the team quote-unquote quits on them, then that means that they suck and their stats suck and that means that their paychecks suck and they ain't going to let that shit happen. They need to succeed in baseball in general to get paid in the future. So why do they care so much? Why do people care so much about the coaches having to be pussyfooting around and not telling the truth about the players? I don't get it. Are you talking about Philadelphia alone or just in general? No, I'm talking about in general. There's no reason like there's no reason that there can't be a coach that's just like honest. Well, I mean, especially in baseball, it's like, you know, the unwritten rules, you know, that corny shit that they always trying to do. Yeah, like I I to a certain extent I understand like like kind of like defending your players and like taking hits for them and stuff. But when you clearly have a guy like uh, like a closer or something that comes out and gives up runs every day and can't cl- can't shut the can't close a fucking screen door, like you you got to be able to just be like, yeah, I mean he's struggling, he su- he sucks right now, but you can't he they never do it, they fucking never do it, never gonna happen, buddy. Yeah, whatever. These guys are pussies. Anyway, so if you had to pick five guys. If you had to pick five guys from the Phillies right now that like are your like untouchables, you got to keep these five guys. Who would you pick? <sighs> You're gonna hate me for this. <laughs> Obviously Harper. Okay. Obviously Wheeler. Yeah. I want. I want to say Reese, but you got to put him back in outfield. <laughs> he can't play outfield. I mean, he can't play first base. Oh, well, he doesn't gonna, have the stats to play first base. You're gonna put him in left. You have to, because Bryce, you know, he's he's on the right, you know, right field there. I JT, because you you gave up too much to get him. You know, you can't just mm-hmm. you can't just you know jump ship off of that, right? Yep. Um, and then I, I mean, your guy who I didn't even know was really, you know, that good of a player until, you know, we were conversating about it. But uh Ranger, I think, is untouchable. Yeah, so my list, my uh my untouchable list is Harper, Wheeler, Real Muto, Reese, and Ranger. All right, so we're on the same wow, look, we didn't even talk about that. No, we didn't talk about it. I kind of t- I took it I brought it up on you spur of the moment. And uh, you know, R- Ranger Ranger has turned into like a legit pitcher and he he had like I think I was looking at the stats I didn't memorize them and I didn't write them down but I think he had 12 starts and his ERA as a starter was 1.51 yeah that's pretty good he gave up one home run I mean he I, again it just it's a shame that it takes the Phillies until what July to be like maybe oh by golly gosh we have something here <laughs> by George I think I've got it <laughs> But yeah. like Alec Baum, we no idea what that guy can do. You know what I mean? Aaron Nola. Yeah, Nola's not no definitely not an untouchable. I mean, I, like I said to you, I, I think I tweeted this too. I would be totally cool with him as like a fourth starter. You know, he's I'm yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fine yeah. with that. You know? Um Ian Kennedy's gone too. Yeah, so I mean their their rotation the their rotation looks decent. It's not amazing, but it's not terrible either, especially if Wheeler is anything like he is. He was this year and Ranger continues that success. That's a nasty one-two punch. It's nasty. 
So yeah, no, I I agree, and they're gonna they're gonna sign a free agent for sure. I mean, he's gonna do something. I just you know just wish I knew what it, the fuck it was and if it made sense. You know. Yep. So we put the oh, fills. You, forgot, you forgot about the world's greatest untouchable. Uh, who? Andrew Knapp. <laughs> <laughs> All right, move on from the Phillies before yeah. my fucking head. All right, so we them. put the Phillies to bed for for a while until something either comes up in the news or um, spring happens. Uh, so that's that's that with the Phillies. Thanks for thanks for the ride. <laughs> yeah, fun. One more game. Um, uh, Flyers played tonight. Didn't watch any of it. Unfortunately, uh, um, well, I would have liked to watch it, but it is what it is. They lost three nothing to the honor. You know, preseason it's so corny. But from what I, <laughs> I hate the fucking preseason. But from what I, what I read on Twitter before we hopped on here, they uh, they're struggling on the penalty kill, which again, it's just, you know, it's just a fucking tale as old as time. I was gonna say, so, <laughs> tell me something new. Yeah, if you don't talk about the Flyers and their struggles on the penalty kill, you don't talk hockey. So it's gonna be something to see how they 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 clean it up. I'm I'm a little we I'm a little concerned about the AV thing that's coming out with the pills. I don't know, and that bothers me. And it's not even. I feel like he's a dinosaur, and that's and you know everyone from New York was like. You guys don't want this guy. He's he doesn't care about the players. And then I read an article today that was about, you know, some of the players were like, we felt like, you know, Av wasn't fair, you know, like on certain things. So now I'm like starting to think to myself, like, this might be Av's last season if they don't, you know, make a significant push into the playoffs because the players are just gonna, you know, kind of shut down. I mean, who are you kidding? You know, you know how this goes, especially in hockey. They if they if they lose seven or eight games in a row in like in like April, he's gonna get fired. They lost seven games. Sorry, not April. I meant I meant uh November. Yeah, they lost seven games in October and they fired uh Laviette. Yeah, this is my this is oh. my point. So I'm saying like yeah. They they lose seven or eight games in November. All, all they need is a small reason, and they're like, "Ah, fuck it, let's move on." New coach. That's how hockey well, works. You know that the I can't stand it. I hate that shit. Well, and then you hear what he Ab said too about the pills. He was like, "Well, I don't need a side job." Like, what the yeah. fuck are you talking? Yeah, he made like a joke basically. <laughs> I mean, that's just so weird to me. Like, so. That's something to keep your eyes, you know, peeled and open for this year. Yeah. The Flyers can have success if they can they have all the talent in the world world to score goals. Um, they need good play out of heart. They need penalty kill. They need, you know, obviously power play goals, but they have a decent team. They, there's no reason they can't make the playoffs. And that's my measuring stick this year is just to make the playoffs, which is much easier than making it in the MLB. But um <laughs> I just I have the I have the stats on that if you need if you need to know like the percentages I have that. Yeah, give it. No, I don't I don't literally have it. I tweeted it. I I'd have to go find it. Uh, it well, is it is, just, it is considerably easier though. Like half the teams make it, so. Yeah. I mean, it's not rocket science, right? No, I think it's a good I think it's a good measuring stick and I think a lot of the I think a lot of the moves that they made in the offseason so far just make me feel like they are like they're 
they're trying to to improve and that's really what you want to see from your team in the off season you know before before they come in like that's what you want to see it it it, it shows some promise already and i i like it provi provi and uh, ellis is going to oh. be real fun man that's going to be a lot of fun i can't wait i can't i love ryan yeah. ellis dude <laughs> yeah i i'm i was very happy with that you know, decision to sign him. And everyone's like, Oh, what about, you know, all these people they traded, they all stunk. Every last one they fucking traded stunk or stunk, stunk, hag stunk. They all stunk, stunk, think, stunk, stunk. I think they had uh you sound like the Grinch. I think they had, uh, I think Jones, <laughs> <laughs> I think Jones was in the, uh, in goal tonight, right? What? I think it was Jones in, in net tonight, right? Yeah. And he's, Listen, he's not nearly as good as what he was in that little three-year run he had in San Jose. But listen, he's younger than Brian Elliott, and he can go post to post, and he 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 could easily steal you a few games. And I'm fine with that signing. I, I know everyone doesn't love it, but I mean, it's not our fucking one million dollars. Who gives a shit? <laughs> so, and guess what? They have another guy that they like that's younger. Um, if they don't think you know Jones is gonna work it out, they'll just bench him. You know, move on from him. That's yeah. how cheap he is. Felix. Yeah, they love him. So yeah, you know, and they obviously love Hart because they gave him that contract. So they know something we don't know. So it must have been a mental thing. It must have been he must have been hurt all year. You know, nothing really came out from all that. But I'm curious to see, man. I'm excited. I haven't been excited. I mean, I was last year. I'm always excited. I think <laughs> I, I am like too. I'm not going to front. Uh, like every time, every every October, I'm like, oh fuck, here we go. It's time. It's time for the boys. I, I get hype. I get hype about it. I do. Hockey's the easiest. You know why I love hockey? Because it's it's so simple, right? Every time, every game starts on time. It's always at that 7:08 mark every time. <laughs> Every period is over by 7:48, you know, 7, you know, 7:45, 8:45, 9:45. You're done and in bed by 10 o'clock. It's a beautiful sport. <laughs> it's great. You don't have to pay too much attention. You can watch it and you can still do other things in the background and you'll see everything you need to see. Hockey's the best. And they and Just they say, have like some of the most hype announcers like ever. Well, Jim Jackson's been doing it for ever. I just mean hockey in general. Hmm. Like well, Doc's gone, right? Yeah, Doc. Doc hung it up. I I really I actually like Doc. I know a lot of people hated him, but I liked him. Yeah, they just didn't like him because they wasn't their fucking full time announcer. No, it's gonna be interesting to see like how they how they how they juggle the lines. Um, you know, I I, I like it. I, I I don't know. I, they, there's a lot of lot of promise, a lot of promise here. So, um, I'm looking forward to the season season getting underway. I mean, I. What's the date? We I think we looked it up before. I can't remember. Twelve. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, just for a quick update, the Red Sox are winning six-one, top eight. Cash it, bit. Well, not yet. I guess I can't say that. But Boston Red Sox money line tonight was the play. Okay, so they have one more preseason game on the eighth, and then it looks like the weekend carries out the rest of the preseason, and then. Okay. It, it's like, yeah, yeah. So Saturday is the last preseason game, and then Tuesday, October twelfth, the season starts with the Pens, Lightning, and the Kraken, <laughs> the Kraken, and the Golden Knights. So you know, and then the Flyers don't play, honestly, until whew, Friday, October fifteenth. Yep, against is, uh, Vancouver, right? 
get, which is day one of the batch party. Oh no, we're gonna have to watch that. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's that's priority, buddy. That's gonna be that's gonna be debauchery. Well, and that's good too, because then the the Eagles play Thursday. That's a good week for us. Eagles play Thursday, Tampa Bay, Flyers yep. on Friday. Unfortunately, no Penn State. That would have been cool. Yeah, Penn State has their uh their bye week that week. Yeah. So is that uh I think we did it. Oh, Sixers. Well, still still fuck Ben Simmons. Yeah, I mean, Fucker. there's not much to say. There's not much to say about the Sixers. I mean, like they oh, they, they did they did drop a report today. Just what, recently. What is it? They said that Ben Simmons is now he tried to get the money back he lost from the missing the preseason game, which was like three hundred thousand dollars or so. Uh huh. And the player association was just like, Yeah, no. <laughs> Like you got to show up, you know, to work. So now they're saying that he's starting to look at the financial toll that it's taking on him. Oh, and shocking. That he might show what is that? I said, Oh, shocking. He realized how many yeah. zeros were behind that. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. So listen, we're not quite ready for the Sixers They're They don't start until, you know, a little later. They got to, this Ben thing's going to have to work itself out. It's whether he's on the team or he's not. And if he does show up, is he going to be a miserable prick or is he just going to suck it up? You know? Yeah. I can't wait to see how it plays out, honestly, but who knows? It's not even worth us wasting our time talking about that doucher. So, um, <laughs> yeah, Sixers soon coming, coming soon. So yeah, the, we'll, we'll to them. the last thing, the last thing that we have, uh, is the old, the old gambling corner. So, um, I, I gave out, I gave, we, Kenny and I both each gave out three picks last week. Um, my picks, my picks last week were Cincinnati minus two and a half over Notre Dame. Cash it. Uh, Seahawks plus two. Everyone cash that. <laughs> Seahawks, not Jake. The Seahawks plus two and a half. Uh, that was also a win. Cash it. And the Raiders plus three and a half. That was a big fat loss. So that yeah, takes... the just real quick. The Chargers are really good, man. So that's something that they're good. They're really good. Herbert showing like, up. Yeah, which he was supposed to be the worst in that draft class. But anyway, go on. He got a nice ball. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that takes my record overall on the season to six and three. Which is a nice record. I will take it. Uh, Kenny's three picks. He had the Jaguars on Thursday night plus seven and a half. That's a, a the best pick. I love that pick, and that also was a win. He also had the Chiefs minus seven, which was uh, an easy win, and the Titans minus seven and a half, which was the most laughable loss of all time. Come on, fuck you. <laughs> Well, it didn't help that the whole wide receiver core was dead. No, no, but. I just, I just mean that it was to the Jets. Like, it's just fucking hilarious. Yeah, Jets are bad. Um, so this week, uh, the the I'm going to give out these three picks. Uh, starting on Saturday in the NCAA, I am going with the Nittany Lions plus two and a half on Saturday. Give me the Nittany Lions plus two and a half. I will take. The Browns on Sunday plus one, and I will take the Colts on Monday Night Football plus seven. 
So I got Penn State plus two and a half, the Browns plus one, and the Colts plus seven. Uh, Kenny is going to take all all Sunday picks. Uh, He's got the Raiders minus five and a half. He's got the Packers minus three. Something's weird with that line. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Well, yeah. And and you know what's funny? It's like the, the weird lines always are like three. You yeah, know? yeah. The, exactly. When they don't know what to they, do, they're, they're like, uh, "Just give it, make it minus three. I don't fucking know." <laughs> uh, and then he's got Buffalo plus two and a half. I also like Buffalo plus two and a half. Um, maybe, maybe as we, you know, once the season start to tick and we, you know, uh, you know, we don't have the Eagles to complain about as much or whatever. You know, we can actually dive into you know some of the reasons why we make the picks we make. But uh, for now, we'll just give the picks, and you can take it or leave it. Uh, I'm six and three. Kenny's two and two on the on the picks that he's given, and uh, you know, not too not too shabby. So I think that's about it for me. You got anything else? No, I'm just I'm a <laughs> I'm changing this whole fucking pocket. I'm excited about the Flyers. All right, leave me alone. I'm oh. going to bed. <laughs> Oh, he's excited about the Flyers, you know, so that, I love it. I love it. So, yeah, Philly, Philly sports, love and pain, mostly pain, as Kenny likes to say. Uh, if you yeah. like if you like us, man, give us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts or, you know, five-star review. If you want to put some words in there, cool. You know, the more five-star reviews we get, uh, the more chance that there's going to be random people that listen to our podcast rather than just like our friends. Um, and, uh, you know, it, that would be really cool. Share the podcast. Let people know if we're not too annoying. That would be awesome. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, I, we, I mean, I mean, if you, I mean, if you want to share the, I mean, podcast, I mean, you could, I mean, do it, <laughs> but you know, uh, my handle on Twitter is at Dave Fry. Oh, four, uh, Kenny, is Ooh, I don't remember Sky Chono one two seven Sky Chono one two seven and our uh, podcast is PHL Sports Pain. Uh, we'd love to hit you guys up on Twitter. Hit us up. We're, we are active on Twitter, in both positive and Just negative come ways. Go. We love uh, we love our, we love arguing with randos and people that we you know it doesn't matter. So uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. That's another week in the books. Go birds, hopefully, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. See you. dead bird, you'll be my bloodhound. You're just doing what you're told. Pick my body off the ground. I'll be your dead bird, hanging from your mouth. You're doing like you're told. You're gonna make your master proud. It's good to know.